This is the Capness HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Capness. Hello, and welcome to the Capness HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Capness. Our guest today is Amani Roberts. Amani, are you ready to be great today? Yes, I am. Amani is a chief musical curator of the Amani Experience, a boutique DJ company that provides music at various events or venues across the world. Amani is also an executive consultant for Rodan Plus Fields, where he is committed to assisting people on the journey to have a to have better skin. He is a principal for Woodside Media Group. This company focuses on emerging technology solutions for a wide range of clients, including Fortune 500 companies, award-winning authors and musicians. In addition to his professional endeavors, Amani is a board member of LA's Best Friends, a leading after-school enrichment program, and he is a proud graduate of Howard University. Amani, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, Jason. I appreciate being on your show. Amani, you have a lot going on. What Of all that stuff you have going on, what are you actually focusing on right now? Right now, my primary focus is on the Amani Experience, the kind of music company. Uh, we have a group of DJs. We DJ events all over the world. We also teach people how to DJ through individual or group DJ lessons. And then we also have a really unique kind of enrichment activity where we go into people's offices and help them strengthen their teams. So instead of your traditional team building activities like ropes courses and getting in a circle and throwing yarn, we do the enrichment activity through a DJ lesson. So it's very fun and unique. And that's one thing we have going on as well. And then we just released a remix EP. So 11 song remix EP, our second one, my remix partner and myself. That came out a couple weeks ago on Thursday. So that's kind of what we have going on right now. Amani, what's the most like off the wall place you've been to? I'd say the, the, one of the highlights of my DJ career was when I DJed during the 2014 World Cup in Cuyoba, Brazil. We were at a boutique hotel. There's a group of about 50 to 75 people. DJ a party there. It was a lot of fun, very memorable. And I love my time in Brazil as well. How do you do your pricing? Like, I'm going to guess your price for like a, a bin in LA is different from a price in we'll stay in like, you know, Sydney, Australia, right? How do you figure out those prices? I generally have a set price structure I like to work with. I really try to find out the client's potential budget initially. That way I make sure that I at least try to meet their budget if possible. And sometimes their budget could be a lot, a lot higher than I was anticipating. So I definitely don't want to leave any money on the table as well. So I try to find out their budget. I have a set kind of price structure I work with, and I generally try to really hold to my self-worth and not discount prices very much and just try to work within their budget while still maintaining my self-worth. How, how do you do your marketing since you're like a World War company? I'm, I'm of course, like a World War market partner. That's a lot of money. So like basically like Facebook ads or the word of mouth, or how do you go about doing that? I do it primarily word of mouth and um, networking. I do a lot of networking with different organizations I'm a part of. I'm really active, say, for example, Meeting Professionals International, the Southern California chapters. So I network. I'm on the board of that organization, trying to be visible, donate my services so people can see me. And then just working with other DJs, other production people, event planners, um, and just really, really a lot of networking, a lot of word of mouth to try to distinguish myself because we're a boutique agency. And so we're really selective about the clients we take. So it really helps us to meet like-minded professionals who are of similar thoughts and work and network with them as well. When you hear your client come up with a music list, is it a collaborative process or they pick all the songs, you pick all the songs? How does that work? Is there any music you don't like to play or what's your favorite music? 
Well, I love to play pretty much all kinds of music, even though country, different genres as well. For the social clients, they're a little more specific in terms of what they want to hear. So if it's a wedding or a party, they have a pretty much set playlist of songs they want to hear, and then I can fill in the blanks. Corporate clients generally say, we just want background music. We want it to be lively. We want it to be upbeat. They give you sort of a theme for the evening and let you kind of go from there. So it really depends on the clients. And they trust me enough to let me kind of take their direction, their ideas, and go from there. The favorite kind of music that that I have is I love like old school hip hop, old school R&B, funk from like the 70s, 80s, 90s. I love that music. That's kind of my sweet spot. And then I love a lot of the music nowadays as well, too. Mix in a little EDM, some freestyle from back in the day. So I love lots of genres. Salsa music, related to Latin music as well. So I like to mix in a lot of different genres, but those are some of my favorites right off the bat. When you go to a corporation with your business proposal, what kind of pushback do you get? Like, I'm sure some people say, well, what, how does this work? Is this even possible? How do you convince them to bring you on? Because it is, you know, you know, out of the box, so to speak. It, yes, it's very out of the box, unique. Usually when I go to a corporation or a company to make a presentation, I will bring a small version of the activity with me. That way they can have a little bit of experience with it, see how fun it can be. I'll show them videos. I have a couple of videos of the activity as well. So by participating in the activity, just an, an initial kind of first glance through and then looking at a video, they can tell right off the bat very quickly how unique it is and how it could be fun, but also help build a team as well. So those two kind of strategies help me get in the door and at least have the conversation begin and start to talk about different options we can do. Are you able to do anything like maybe like do some kind of survey before you do your event and then surveys afterwards that we can go, you can show with RRI? Definitely, definitely. We will do a pre-survey. So, well, sometimes we do a pre-survey if it's going to be a larger group just to understand the demographic and the age group of who we'll be working with because then we can pattern our presentation to that. And absolutely, once it's over, we'll do some post surveys to figure out what they like, what they wanted to do more of what they wanted to do less of, and how they interpreted the experience based on what their expectations were, even down to the title of what we call the event. We call the event Wheels of Steel by the Imani Experience. So we're trying to refine that a little bit and see what they think about that as well. So we'll ask them some questions about the the title, the instructions, how it flowed, was it too long, was it too short? So we do a lot of kind of surveying and requests for feedback afterwards. And then in the beginning, it's just really to understand the demographic of who we're going to be working with so we can really make sure we have songs that would kind of help throughout the activity as the activity flow. And how long have you been doing this? So this specific activity I've been doing now for a couple of years now, two years, and we're just really getting to a point now where people are starting to ask for it. We've done it for a couple of major companies, even small parties, event planners. And so we've made some refinement and it, it takes a little while to kind of hit our stride, but we're right at the kind of cusp of hitting the stride. So that's why I'm really excited to share this with your audience and other people who are listening, because I think it can be a great kind of different way to enrich your team and kind of grow your team and really get everyone together and grow together. So I know you've been in different places, but has the majority of your uh, events been in California? Has it been like an equal balance throughout the country and the, the world? Majority of my events have been in California. I do a bunch in Vegas as well. So Las Vegas, San Diego. So the kind of the West Coast, I will have a few that are in the Washington, D.C. area, which is where I grew up. And then we were working on a couple in both Toronto and Atlanta. So we can go anywhere in the world. Also working on one in Dallas. Um, it's just that for our beginning, we've had most success here on the West Coast, but we're definitely able to go anywhere in the world. I'm working on another one that's going to be potentially in um, Thailand. 
So international, domestic, we can travel with this event and this activity. We're just ready to see people and have them experience it. Of the people that you've um, done events for, how many have them, have them, have them come back to you for re- repeat customers? Uh, I get a lot of repeat customers. We get a lot of repeat customers, both for social events. If, say, they're having a birthday party, they want us to come back again in a couple of years for another party. Um, hopefully, all our wedding clients are still married, so we don't get repeats with the weddings, things like that. But then social, uh, corporate clients, definitely a lot of repeat clients. I have found that once we can get in the door and work with people um, and they learn how we operate, I learn how they operate, they really want to come back because they trust me. I build that kind of no like, and trust factor. And we just continue to build our relationship and do several events a year and just keep growing from there. So that's kind of how that breakdown works in terms of new versus repeat client. If someone wants to bring on, how much advance notice do you ask for from them? I, if you had called me today and said, we have an event tomorrow and it's such and such, and um, I, I'd be able to do it. So 24 hours, we can move quickly. Okay. Um, so we're very flexible. So we don't need a lot of advance notice. Of course, more advance notice, the better, but we can move as quickly as 24 hours. Even if you call me for something tonight, mm-hmm. I could probably do it, you know, find a DJ, one of my DJs and get it done and get the sound there. So we're, we're pretty flexible. Okay. And, that's great. And fast to act. <laughs> so Monty, as I mentioned, you're, you graduated from Howard University. For our listeners who might not know what an HBCU is, can you talk about HBCUs and your experience at Howard University? Absolutely. HBCUs, Historically Black Colleges and Universities. There's a bunch of them across the country. I went to Howard University, which is located in Washington, D.C., one of the first HBCUs, HBCUs that were ever created. And what's unique about HBCUs is that traditionally the majority of the student body there is African-American. And it's just, it was created as a place back when African-Americans weren't allowed to attend traditionally um, white or majority universities. And it just gives, you know, people a chance to, to learn, grow, and become who they are around people who look like them. And that's very important. And it really helped me with like my social skills. It just helped me in terms of networking. I was fortunate that my dad was a professor at Howard University, so I, ha- I had exposure to HBCUs early, early on in life from a baby when I would go with him to work. And so I understand and saw through him the value of going to an HBCU and just kind of being with like-minded people and people that look like you and just kind of growing together. So that's what HBCUs are. My experience at Howard was, was amazing. There was definitely some highs. There was definitely some lows. So, you know, we had things that every university has. It would be a football team. You know, an AV club, you know, my major was hospitality management with a minor in finance. We had a very strong school of business there. And, you know, what we're known for like kind of our homecoming celebrations. We have a very, very popular homecoming celebration where people from all over the world will come and descend on DC for this one week in a year around the football game. It's mostly about like the, um, just meeting the community of people that come there, the ideas that are exchanged. Then you have the football game, the parties, the concerts as well. But that's kind of my summary of HBCUs. I think they're very valuable. They're needed. So as you know, alumni, I encourage all alumni to donate and spend you know, time and money there to help kind of continue to further that avenue of education for you know, African-Americans and minorities in the U.S. Money, as you know, right now, like diverse hiring is like the hot topic now. Everyone wants to, be, wants to do diverse hires. And this is my opinion, but I really don't think recruiters and companies are actually going to HBCUs and you know, targeting that talent. How would you convince a recruiter or company the, the greatness of the talent at, at HBCU and why they should develop that talent? 
you know, I would just share with them different stories from different graduates from HBCUs. They're out there. Their stories are being shared. This recruiters might not be aware of them, but there are tons, millions of successful people in all different types of jobs and careers. It could be doctors, lawyers, business people, actors, actresses, writers, teachers, any kind of discipline that is out there where people work and establish a career in. There are successful people that went to HBCUs, that graduated from HBCUs, that are extremely talented, just as talented as their colleagues or peers that have gone to Ivy League schools and other major universities across the world. We just need to share the stories. The stories are out there, so it's you know our responsibility to help the recruiters get exposed to the stories, continue to get new and different stories about different people, and just continue to share. And then they'll see the value of going to HBCUs and recruiting, and then they'll return because they can authentically diversify their workforce and their boardroom. So I think it's just we have to share the stories, just share the stories to them, and that will have a domino effect. So let's go on the other side of the, of the, of the equation. I also need a lot of times where like there's a, somebody from, like we'll say Howard University, we'll say like a computer science degree, and they're recruited by a company in, we'll say Seattle, Washington, you know, who's like mainly known as a white town, so to speak. And they don't want to go to Seattle because, you know, the black culture is not there. What would, you tell, what would you tell that person? So what would I tell the student that's being mm-hmm. recruited to go to Seattle, Washington? Yeah, or, or, or tell them that doesn't have, quote, unquote, you know, the black culture like Washington, D.C., Atlanta, or those type of places. Right. Have. right. I say that, you know, it's your responsibility to try to expose people who might not have necessarily been exposed to you or our culture in new places and to take a risk. And just because you might have to leave in Atlanta, a New York, a D.C., a Chicago, you can always go back and move there for your next job. You can always go visit. But if you want to get ahead in this business world or really the world, you might have to take a job in a city that where you might really be the only African-American person there. But, you know, I'm, I'm very confident that if you went to HBCU and you graduated, you have a certain level of aptitude and confidence and you can handle yourself. And it's just, you know, it could just be a year or two, but you never know what you can experience if you don't step outside your comfort zone. You've been in kind of the comfort zone of HBCU for your four or five years that you took in school. So take that time and now it's time for you to go and, you know, spread your wings, learn about new cultures, expose people who might not have been exposed to, you know, African-Americans besides what they've seen on television and, you know, kind of take the lead and, and blaze that trail. And I think that, you know, no risk, no world, no risk, no reward. So take that risk and go to a, a city that might not have a lot of a, a diverse population and kind of show them what you're made of. Amani, moving on. Next, can you talk about time you were successful in the past, what you learned from the success and what we can learn from this? I would say successful in the past would be, you know, starting my own business, having the business still be alive and operational 10 years later, and then being able to diversify what we're doing in the business. So we don't just DJ, we also teach, we also do group activities, and we also are very active in the community. And I think that just the whole evolution of the business, you know, I'm currently writing a book as well, it'll be my first book. And that's just the whole evolution of the business and how it's morphed and evolved is a definite sign of success. We added a podcast. We've been in podcasting for over a year and a half now as well. So all these little features and aspects of the business that is still continuing to grow strong, I think that's just the definition of success. And we continue to kind of keep moving forward and trying to achieve a newer level. Amani, next, can you talk about a time you failed in the past, what you learned from this failure and what we can learn? Definitely. Uh, one of my favorite fairs, quote unquote, to speak about is when I went to Scratch Academy, which is like going to get my MBA in DJing. 
And I went there. I was probably one of the older students there. It was probably a little over 10, let me think now, it's about seven years ago. And so I went there. You go through all the classes. There's six or seven classes. It takes you about a year to go through. You have to actually pass tests to get to the next um, class and be able to continue with your learning. I come to the final class. It's the final exam. Final class, you have to get 320 out of 400 points to pass the class and graduate and get your gold record. And you become like a scratch official graduate. My first time through the final class, I only got 318 points and they wouldn't pass me. I was two points away. They didn't pass. I was quite humbled because there were people in there that were 10, 15, 18 years younger than me that were passing. Everyone knows who passes, who doesn't pass. And I missed it. And that was a huge learning for me because I had a decision to make at that time. Do I swallow my pride and press forward and try again? Or do I just take my ball and go home? I stuck with it. I tried again, persevered through it, and I had to take the next class where there's no guarantee that you will pass the class because it's very subjective. You have to go through different exercises that you might not do well. You might not mix well. You might not have sound go up. And so I was able to pass the second time through one of the highest scores ever in the program for that final class. And that just taught me to keep my feet on the ground, stay humble, and stay hungry. And even today, that experience still reminds me on a daily basis to stay hungry and to not take anything that I have for granted, to be very um, gracious, show a lot of gratitude, and just continue to learn because I can always be better. I'm not allowed to give up. I can always improve. And that was a massive learning for me that I still apply to my daily life today. Amani, I understand you have a book to recommend for our listeners. Yes. Well, I have several books. I can pick one or two for you right now. So I'll give you two books. The first book is um, it's called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And it's for very, it's for anyone can take it. I love it for creatives because it walks you through different exercises. You do one chapter a week, you do different exercises. I recommend doing it with a partner. And it really helps you kind of unblock your creativity and really kind of open yourself up to get over issues from your past that have prevented you from being creative in the current and allows you to grow from there. So I love that one, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And then another one that I love to recommend is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And that's one where she just talks about doing the work and writing and just letting your creativity kind of flow out of you. I recommend getting it on audiobook where she narrates it to you i think it's a tremendous book and i listen to it at least once or twice a year amani also understand you have something else for our listeners definitely so if there's any listeners out there that are interested in having me come into your town your city to do the team building activity the enrichment activity called the wheels of steel by amani experience if you reference you know jason's show canvas cavernous hr i'll give you a special code um you'll get 20 percent off the actual activity, the charge I do for the activity. So that's a great discount. I just want to welcome people to try it out and share their stories. So I'm excited to offer that to all the listeners. Amani, can you share your social media links for yourself and your company so people can reach out to you? Definitely. All my social media is at Amani Experience. So that's A like Apple, M like Mary, A like Apple, N like Nancy, I experience, one word. I'm active on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn is just Amani Roberts. Pinterest as well, my experience. So those are kind of the main, main social media. And then if you want to find my podcast, just search for the Amani experience podcast. It's on all the platforms, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, it's all there. And I'd love to, for people to take a listen and tell me what they think. And for listeners, we have the links to his books, uh, his social media and everything else on our show notes. You can find our show notes at www.cavernishtrblog.com. 
Amani, we'll come to the end of our talk. Can you give our listeners any last words of wisdom or advice on any subject you'd want to talk about? My wisdom or words of advice is I'll kind of share one of my favorite quotes, which it says that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. That's an African proverb. So really, you can't do this alone. Find a group of like-minded people that can kind of form your tribe, that can be there with you in the good times and the bad times so you don't let you know, let kind of some of the tough times get you too down. And if you're thinking about doing any kind of creative endeavor, whether it be, you know, maybe starting and baking your own pies and selling to people or writing a book or starting your own radio show or, you know, maybe starting your own company, I encourage you to try it out and see what you can do on the side to build up and do it because you don't want to look up five years from now or 10 years from now and have some regret about wishing you would have done it. So if you have an idea, take some steps to put the idea into action and try to try to share it and make it happen because the world is waiting for you to do that. Money, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate you doing some great things and you're a busy person. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me, Jason. I appreciate it. And to our listeners, thank you for your time as well. And remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Kavnis HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit KavnisHR.com or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Kavnis HR. Thanks again, and be great every day.